Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, everyone, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to be here. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson. Today's episode is again inspired by a listener request, and it's the topic of listening to your gut feelings. So gut feelings, intuition, you know, divine wisdom, whatever you want to label it, all of it comes down to that inner sense of what is right or wrong, and it doesn't necessarily link to what we are logically experiencing or what we can logically puzzle through. And this is where we get all of those cliches relating to listening to your brain versus listening to your heart and so on. And I want to start by saying that our intuition is there for a reason. I was recently asked if we as humans, if there's anything that we are truly inherently born with, or if it's all just conditioned, if it's all responsive to the experiences that we have. And I had to really think about that for a moment. And the way that I view it anyway, is that our personalities are truly conditioned. Like the responses that we have, our defaults, often come from just what we have been exposed to throughout our lives and what we have created patterns of. That is our personality. That being said, there has to be something that we inherently have, right? Like some of us have skills that are very highly developed and that others, even if they worked their whole lives very disciplined, would never quite get there. And a lot of what underlies those skills and those abilities is also the sense of passion. What does a person truly care about? What do they feel is good or bad or exciting? And that, I think, is something that is beyond just our social conditioning. It's beyond just the experiences that we've had in life. A great example of this is the fact that we've all been there where we've tried something for the very first time without any external conditioning to make us more or less likely to like the thing. And we just find ourselves really drawn to it, you know, and that's, I think, a great example of how there has to be something that underlies just the very logical, understandable conditioning that we all experience throughout our lives. There has to be something deeper than that that helps us determine our passions and interests. And when you consider that, gut feelings and intuition start to make a little more sense and to weigh a little bit heavier in our minds. So a gut feeling or an intuitive feeling, I think, is tied directly to whatever it is that is kind of that very subtle base layer of who we are. It's tied to our passions. It's tied to our morals, our ethics, and it's tied to the person that when we're operating as our best selves, we become. 
And therefore, those feelings, even though sometimes the logic isn't quite there, they're really worth heeding. But before we can heed them, we have to have trust. Part of that trust comes from understanding the gravity that these feelings have, right? So maybe what I just explained, part of you says, oh, okay, you know, yeah, I do think my gut feelings are probably important then. They're probably there for a reason. But part of that trust comes from believing that you will be okay if you follow your feelings. Now, sometimes it's really easy. You walk into a certain room and you feel a little uncomfortable and you don't need to be there for any reason. And so you leave, right? Like maybe you walked into a restaurant and you're like, oh, I don't like the vibe of this place. And so you leave. Those instances of responding to a gut feeling are a little bit easier, right? There's not a lot at stake. Some other ones are much harder. I kind of hinted at this in a recent episode about determining if your partner is the one where we might not necessarily have a better option. We might be dating someone that we're pretty content with, but maybe there's that little nudging inside of you that's like, is this it? And you feel yourself compelled to exit the relationship without there being some super obvious or logical reason. There's just that little nudge, right? And that can be really hard to act on because first of all, you're taking a risk. And second of all, you are releasing an opportunity. And sometimes the release of an opportunity for us humans is very challenging because we kind of view that as what is and what option we have. And if we don't have it, then what? Like, it's better to have this than nothing. But if you have this instead of nothing, there's no space for anything else to emerge. And that's truly what it comes down to. This is a very applicable experience as it relates to work life as well. If you find yourself thinking, okay, I kind of, I don't really feel like this is it for me, this job, this career, but what else? Right? And there's a point where you really have to weigh the logic of it. Maybe, maybe the financial component of things deserves some weight. But maybe that internal nudge also deserves some weight. For me, I have to kind of like zoom in and zoom out. There are going to be moments where the importance of finances really does outweigh personal preference or desire or alignment with what feels best. There are times where, you know, those first world decisions of, can I leave an okay job for an even better job? Something like that just doesn't really apply. It's not really an option. But there are going to be times where that's not the case too. There are going to be times where you just have to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust here that something will happen, that my needs will be met, that something will emerge. And it can help to really zoom out and think of your life as a whole here in those moments, to see it all on the grand scale and think, if I made decision one here versus decision two, how might I feel 50 years from now? And it's hard because we want to live in the present moment, right? But sometimes in the present moment, we feel, we feel too overwhelmed. It's too hard to decide something. 
And so zooming out can help us see, like, yeah, this is going to be real scary for a moment, but what if in ending this relationship, I end up creating space to meet someone new? Like all that time that I spend with this partner, I could be spending doing other things. And what if I create space for me to pursue my own dreams? What if in ending this, I create an opportunity for me to more fully become who I am? And that can be so daunting, but that can also be incredibly liberating. So as we think of intuition, it's kind of a game of risk. There's not really a safety net. And it makes me think of Chogyam Trungpa's famous adage that the bad news is that you're falling. No parachute, nothing to hang on to. The good news is that there's no ground. Right? Like that is truly the essence of life. And I think we all really felt that with COVID over the past couple years now, that especially that initial onset of everything being closed down and all of a sudden things like toilet paper are impossible to find. And it's really apparent how groundless this world is, how much of an illusion normalcy and predictability are. And so when we are able to acknowledge that, and when we're able to realize that most of what we are caught up in in a day-to-day basis that feels safe, like, yeah, maybe it is safe on this very small scale, but on the big picture, like, we're standing on a massive rock hurtling through outer space. You know, we're here for the blink of an eye. So what really matters? What do you really care about? And how can you maybe honor that? Because the thing about intuition is that the less you listen to that voice, the more subtle it becomes. And that subtlety can become hard to pick up on. And all of a sudden, you just feel crappy, right? And it's like you've been stifling that voice. And you don't necessarily even hear the voice anymore. It's just kind of this pervasive tension within you. But the more that you do honor that voice, the more that you do take those risks and listen and say, yeah, maybe I'm getting this vibe for a reason, the more clear, the more articulate it becomes, the more you're able to sense it throughout an entire day. All right, so I want to end this episode just with one little caveat, and that would be that sometimes there's a different voice inside, right? And I'm not trying to say we're all schizophrenic here. I'm trying to say that sometimes what we think is intuition is fear, right? Like there's anxiety within us or there's unrest within us. And those can also be little voices. And so we have to be very honest with ourselves and very aware of ourselves in order to distinguish between what is truly intuition versus what is, you know, that that little message of anxiety. And typically a good way to tell the difference is that when you act on anxiety, you probably feel a little bit smaller. Maybe you feel a little bit safer, but there's that feeling of diminishment that comes from acting off of anxiety. Whereas there's a feeling of empowerment. There's a feeling of alignment with your ideals that comes from acting off of intuition. Anxiety kind of shrinking away from your ideals. It's kind of settling. Intuition is expansive. It feels like aligning with your dreams. 
So I hope that you find this helpful. As always, if you have questions or you just want to talk about these things, please reach out to me. This is why I'm here. Um, thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next time. To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brooke underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookedavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.